beer and get, get away, away from the, the wife. wife. It's a boys' night out, acting stupidly, saying, oh, baby, David, yeah, don't you think maybe how about you and me, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he partied all night, never made it to our bunks, and I was sitting in the tree stand on a tree day drunk. When we're blowing 45, temp 30 below, I was freezing to death, then it started to snow. So I got down from the tree stand, started heading for the truck, and that's when I seen it there. The 30 point buck. 30 point buck. 30 point buck. Randy Tobler hosts the afternoon show weekdays 4 to 6 here at the radio station. Are you really in a deer stand this morning right now as yeah. you're chatting with us here on Wake Up Mid Mo? I'm about 25 foot high in a deer stand watching about a six point buck chase a doe. It's like a day. It's like a night at the alibi, Brandon. Well, oh, I mean, come, it's just unbelievable. Well, why aren't you shooting it? Well, because it's not a shooter yet. It's not a wall hanger. I'm going to let him grow. Okay. Uh, did you get drunk last night, as implied in Deuper's song here, to Thirty Point Buck? Nope, nope. <laughs> that was hey, that was funny. That was was that, was that Olaf the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the group is that was hilarious. Yeah, Deuper's song is called the Thirty Point Buck. Getting ready for rifles. So you're out bow hunting right now. So, yeah, so I may shoot a doe because I love the venison. It's good. You like venison? Uh, not this time of year. That's a, <laughs> No. It's delicious. It, I love the summer sausage, and I love the jerky. I wish my whole freezer was full of it, and I'm hopeful for my family members who are sh who are hunting this weekend. I like the deer jerky. Yeah. It's the last couple of days of bow season, and uh, so the only problem is I'm glad that the Democrats, you know, didn't, didn't get swept because... It's a little warm out here. The deer like it a little cooler, so I'm hoping we can have more windmills and solar panels and, you know, the climate change will go away. <laughs> Welcome into the show. It's Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Brian Hausworth, John Marsh, producer Hannah, Stephanie Bell. I am Brandon Rather, joined by Randy Tobler, host the week, uh, hopes the uh, host the afternoon show at four, 4 in the afternoon. Brandon, thanks. Very quick traffic note. Uh, we've had a few calls, and uh, one of our uh, people here at the radio station has a relative that sent us a picture. There is a head-on collision right now, appears to be a head-on collision, Brandon, not too far from your area, WW near the L Chaparral subdivision. There's a Casey's there. I can't tell the, the street. It's a little hard to tell, but it's near uh, there on Broadway, very close to the Casey's. Looks like a head-on collision, and there are, uh, there are multiple emergency vehicles there. Avoid that area if at all possible, and traffic is backing up. Brandon. All right. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate that. Uh, any uh, Before we move forward from election stuff, we have a huge birthday today that we'd like to celebrate before Gary Nolan comes on at 9 o'clock. Want to do that. Any uh, any more takeaways uh, as it relates to the election? Low We've been wondering here in Missouri, 50% uh, voter turnout across the state. It's pretty much what we saw at least in Cole and in Boone counties. I don't know what Howard, Randolph, Callaway, Montauk counties. Don't know what they did. Don't know what Osage um, did. Uh why in your mind, I mean, I'm trying to think about this in realistic terms without criticizing anybody. If we have all these registered voters, 50% of registered voters actually go and vote. What is it that keeps somebody from going to the poll on election day? Stephanie says, and I think it's a great point, you know, maybe sometimes people go and they get registered and maybe they don't have the intent of voting every single time. Maybe it was one of those voter registration drives. Oh, yeah, let's go register to vote because everybody else is doing it and they're giving away free tacos. And then they don't ever go vote. In your mind, Randy, scenario that somebody would say, yeah, I'm not going to vote today. 
You know, Brandon, I've talked to a couple of people, and of course, anecdotes are dangerous to, to key off of, but a couple of people have told me that they tend to be sort of independent type voters, a little more right of center, but still generally independent. And I heard a lot, I've heard more than a couple of people say, you know, I voted, but I'm so darn frustrated with the lies, the deceit, the hate, the, the anger, and you just don't know what to believe anymore. And they said that about both sides. You know, instead of really getting down and talking about policy matters and politicians talking about specific issues and here's what I would do, uh, it's just uh, the sniping, the personal uh, attacks, and it comes from both sides. Uh, that was one thing. Um, I, you know, And I think it may have been some complacency. Perhaps people heard uh, so much about the red wave and the tsunami that, especially on the right, people may have said, eh, you know, whatever. The rest of the people will take care of it. There's enough buffer there. If I don't make it out, you know, it's not a big deal. I, that's my speculation. I don't know. I imagine the political scientists will have to figure that out in the wake of this thing. Scott Fallon from Missouri Times in this weekend, Missouri politics, about half an hour ago. He was in Stephanie. You had an interesting conversation with a congresswoman last night. I was talking about lines in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Well, I just heard from a number of people that there were lines over the weekend for early um, early voting. And so, you know, usually there was like one or two locations, the library, a couple of others, and people were lined up and, you know, not everyone's going to wait on a Saturday or a Sunday for an hour. People were actually kind of, and I talked to an actual voter who left one of those lines and then came back on election day and said the line on election day was shorter than the one on Sunday. So I'm wondering, and Scott Fall was talking about the lines and Stephanie's talking to Congresswoman Ann, ha- hanging out with Ann Wagner yesterday, because that's how Stephanie Bell rolls while there's talk about her potentially being picked as the attorney general to replace Eric Schmidt. He's on his way to the Senate. But uh, that's maybe there's a lot to that where over, you know, the, the simplicity is sometimes people go, you know, and hey, it's on me to plan. And it's on me to have a backup plan. But if somebody's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to poll. I get off work. I can be at the poll at 530. You're on your way to the poll. You get a call from home. Hey, kid got sick. I got to run and go do this. Sometimes things just happen or you're driving by a polling place. And you're like, man, that's a long line. I got life to live. I don't have time to do this. Well, so and- you're right. And Brandon, you know, I, I, it was interesting. I don't know if you heard the interview with Carrie Lake last night on Tucker's show, but she said in, in Arizona, they've gone to centralized and a lot of places did that. I think it happened in a community I used to live in where it consolidated the polling places. So instead of your, you know, many, many different places locally in schools, churches, you know, wherever, um, you know, that, that that creates longer lines when you have more concentrated and fewer polling places. So maybe there was an element of that, too, around the country anyway. Well, and in your job, you know, maybe somebody needs is having a baby or emergency surgery. And Scott Fawn brought up a good point. You know, if you're a plumber or somebody else and you you work for yourself, you, you don't you know, you don't get your your employer doesn't give you three paid hours off. You only get paid if you're working. So, you know, if you're in a position where you're trying to pay your bills, you're trying to put your food you know, and you have the choice to do this job today or not, or someone has an emergency and you have the opportunity to make some bank, you know, that could be a tough choice for some people, really. Yeah. Uh, our guest, Randy Tobler, hanging out with us this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. He hosts the Randy Tobler Show weekday afternoons, 4 to 6 here on the radio station. Randy, you and Brandon and and I got into a discussion of the prognosticators on our election coverage Tuesday night with the when the smoke all cleared that didn't really clear at the end of the night, I guess the, the prognosticators and the and the statisticians kind of ended up pulling their hair out on some of these national races, didn't they? Well, they did. And, uh, you know, I think, though, I, I have to give it to the to the pollsters uh, because I actually thought they were going to be underestimating GOP turnout. 
And, you know, I think a lot of us assume that a GOP, you heard a lot about the submerged GOP voter that wouldn't give their opinion or wouldn't answer the phone. Pollsters themselves were saying that. But it turns out that things were very close. And, in fact, in many cases, ended up with Democrats and, you know, incumbents keeping their seats for the most part. Uh, and, and being very tight races still out west. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in Nevada and, and Arizona. And so, um, you know, I have to hand it to them, given all of the uncertainty and, and the difficulties just technically with them doing their job compared to years ago. Um, you know, it, it turned out, unfortunately, I think more like a lot of the mainstream polls said it was going to. And where we are right now this morning on a national level. So we know the Georgia uh, election that is going to a runoff December 6th, less than a month from now. Herschel Walker, Raphael Warnock in a runoff election. So there's three, and that is one of the three Senate seats left in play because you also have Nevada and Arizona. That's where we are this morning right now. 49 Republicans have guaranteed seats in the Senate compared to 48 Democrats. Three of them left. One's not going to be decided until the 6th of December, and it may not even be the 6th of December. So we're watching Nevada and Arizona. Also, that highly, uh, that uh, that race, the gubernatorial race in Arizona, Kerry Lake, getting a lot of play. That is still undecided. And right now, as we look at the House, uh, 218 uh, is what we need. So we're about 11 back. We, I should say, Republicans have 207 seats in the House right now, 184 for Democrats. That's where we are as we chat with Randy Tobler live from a deer stand this morning. Uh, and we get ready for the rifle portion of the season opens up tomorrow. Don't forget about chronic wasting stuff. So you're up in a tree stand. I got to ask you this. I know what I'm doing, but I'm a 50 year old dude. And I think I think the girls here would uh, would get my back on this. Even though I am 51, I don't always uh, behave or act like I'm a 51 year old man. Yeah, sometimes you, you act like an 82 year old man. I either there's no I act like I'm either 16 or 82. Yeah, yeah. really. I, I would agree with that statement. Yeah, I have the mindset of an 82 year old man or an 18 year old kid. So I know if I'm in a tree stand and I have to go pee, I'm gonna stand up and pee. Are you at that age? Are you at that maturity level yet, Randy? In a deer stand that you actually feel weird about peeing off of a 20 foot tree stand that you walk down yeah. the tree stand, get out and pee next to the tree no. but not from the deer stand well because no no now the scent is everything when you're hunting and so brandon you know i like <laughs> the so wait you pee on yourself no, 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 <laughs> we, we, we take a little we take a little ziploc bag with some activated charcoal on it and it's our little outdoor commode and that way the deer are you know we're, this is a science this is a science and so i use my urology skills along with that and uh, science uh, you know wins at the end of the day we do not want to give away our position now this was one of the most hotly contested debates on wake up mid missouri in that how is it really a science because deer literally will run into your car when it's parked they are so <laughs> stupid is it really a science is it really that hard to kill one of the most stupidest animals in the entire world and people well, had yeah, well, I, I like to hunt a lot. I'm just not a very good killer, but I like to hunt. <laughs> and uh, for people that do it and really and do it all the time and know the biology of the deer better than I do and spend a lot of time in the woods, they actually get very adept at it. And, you know, that's why I love bow hunting, because it's really a good sport. It's a fair game. And, you, you, you know, you got to be within 30 yards of the deer to, to do it. So you have to do a lot of stalking and 
we spend a lot of time at the farm preparing the land and working on our timber and um, doing doing a lot of you know land management. You know, you'd you'd think I was a tree hugger. You know, you'd think this conservative was a tree hugger. Let me ask you something. The land. Yeah. If I'm <laughs> if I'm out of line here, uh, so you got a little charcoal bag. You take up. You, you do women do the same thing when they're hunting up in the stand? I'm being serious. I'm just curious now. I don't know what women do. I I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to transition to let you know. I guess. Marsh, you've ever you ever been hunting? <laughs> yeah, I'll go hunt every yeah. year. Uh, I've been hunting once, and it was when I lived in Idaho, and it was just an excuse to be traipsing around in the mountains with a gun, drinking whiskey, and and I had fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's something I would like to go out and do. Maybe not shoot stuff, but I just like being in the uh, in the outdoors. Randy Tobler, four o'clock this afternoon. If we can yank him out of the tree stand, you know what's coming up on the show today. Yeah, we're going to be talking with Aaron Headland from uh, the Show Me Institute, get a wrap-up on uh, what he thinks may happen policy-wise as a result of the election. I think they've got some new policy things. I know you heard some of that on Monday. And I really want to garner more uh, more thoughts from the listeners, because I think a lot of us have been a little bit numb and, and dazed by what happened and you know trying to process it all. So we hope to hear a lot from listeners. By the way, deer season starts, uh, uh, rifle season starts Saturday. Did I say yeah. Friday? It starts Saturday. Yeah. And of course, Ashley Emmel is going to join us. Hey, uh, but can I just say a word about the deer season? I, I would really hope that all the hunters, when they're up in their stand, are wearing a harness. And, uh, you know, maybe taking it easy on the, on the alcohol because filters go and harnesses aren't put on and then people fall out of stands and injuries occur. So let's have a, let's have a safe hunting season in Missouri. You know how many people right now heard you, heard you say that go, oh, I was going to go get drunk up in the tree stand this morning, but Randy Tobler says I shouldn't do that. You know how many people are now not going to do that? Uh, probably right. yeah, probably, no, yeah, nobody. All of them. They're not going to listen to me. <laughs> Randy Tobler, we'll catch you today at 4 o'clock here on the radio all station. Right. Thanks, man. All right, good. we appreciate you. Coming up, Morning Bell Business News. A little twist. Only Stephanie Bell can give you what he got. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. For the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist that only Stephanie Bell can give you. Well, we talked Monday with Dr. Headland from the Show Me Institute and heard about how terrible the economy was. And I had high hopes that maybe we could start to turn some yes. things around. Um which I'm still a little bit hopeful in that if we take control of the house, at least maybe we could slow the damage. Um, and But my hopes have, were pretty much dashed when I didn't see the red wave on Tuesday. Um, and the stock markets are reflecting that. Uh, the S&P dropped 2.1 yesterday. Dow's down 2. NASDAQ down 2.5. Um, and it's it's also being affected by... You never bought into crypto. Do you have any crypto? I don't. And it's hard. It's still hard for me to understand, even though I feel like I'm usually on top of new technology. Um, and I really, you know, I, I, I researched Bitcoin when it first came out, but now there's so many different ones. Um, and Binance, I guess, was going to buy this company called FTX, which was one of its rivals. That all fell through. And so Bitcoin is down like nine and a half for Coinbase and some other people are, are Erythrium. I'm going to get this wrong. Erythrium is down 17.17%. And so the crypto market is failing, which I'm thinking, wasn't it already failing? Weren't the people who put all their money in crypto early already super down? Um, but this is causing uh, the markets to go uh, wild even more. Um, and so it's not, it's not good news. Two things. If you don't understand crypto, then I, f I feel better about it then. Because even I'm like, okay, 
because I don't understand it and I don't have an interest in it. Because if I did have an interest in it, I would learn enough about it to understand it. I don't have any interest of it. The other thing I think there's, I, I think it's like a a, a tobacco uh, vaping shop. Maybe I don't know exactly what it is, but it's on the business loop in Colombia, and it's like uh, vaping products. Plus, you can buy. Doge coins and all. Oh like, yeah, I forgot about Dogecoin. Wasn't that an Elon Musk thing? I think so. I'm like, you mean I can go and buy a pack of smokes and and digital currency at the same place? Can you it get just, your vax there though too? Is it, I, do they give out free vaccines? That's what's really. I mean, it it just seems like fake money, and I know it's not. Yeah. Um. And I've this is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Turn from a threat. Never turn from an enemy. We will always remain most ready when our nation is least ready because we must protect our shores and we must protect our citizens. It's still going to be the Marines who defend this nation. Semper Fidelis and happy birthday, Marines. Man, 247 years is 247th birthday today for the Marines. God bless you, man. That is some powerful, powerful stuff and we wanted to make sure that we acknowledged and thanked and we tried to do and you know this is kind of interesting because it's easy yeah we appreciate our military we appreciate first responders from firefighters to police officers but i want to say this not to sh- not to brag but to say uh we take action when we talk about honoring military and we do it several ways one of the ways that we do it uh, is for example our central missouri honor flight radio thumb that we do Every year, so we try to actually show, and as we get ready for Veterans Day tomorrow on a Feel Good Friday, we celebrate 247th birthday here on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Here's Stephanie Bell. Good morning, Mr. Brian Housworth is here. That is a great tribute you played. Semper Fi um, is their uh, theme, and uh, Chuck Basie, I know, and I know a lot of Marines, as do you, and had several in my family. So that was that was great. I'm glad you did that. Got a best Fantastic. friend named Stewart. Marines. There's producer Hannah. Good morning. Uh, Brian Hansen, star of the Gary Nolan Show, weekday mornings, 9 o'clock here on the... Uh, on, oh, and John Marsh is here, too. Sorry about that, John. <laughs> here, sir. Right here. Aye, aye, sir. Um, Brian Hansen, star of the Gary Nolan Show, weekday mornings, 9 o'clock. Yeah, in the Marines. Amen. I wanted to uh, ask you real quick as we're getting ready for Gary Nolan's show. By the way, he's got another great show uh, today. He hit it out of the park yesterday, and he does most days. But coming up today on the Gary Nolan show, uh, Think Tank Thursday, Kevin Jackson, one of my personal faves. He is first in line. What will this Donald Trump admirer have to say about the election? I'm excited to hear this uh, because, uh, you know, the, the, the Trump endorsed candidates, how did they do overall? In the general. Mm-hmm. I'm anxious to hear what Kevin Jackson has to say. That's coming up uh, on the Gary Nolan Show today. Brian uh, Hansen. Yes, son, sir. In the Marines. So let me well, ask, not me. Not your son. Yeah, yeah. your son. Yeah. Uh, so what was that like when your son came and said, man, I want to I want to join the Marines, Dad? Oh, it was, you know, a moment that uh, any family that has kids would be, um, we were just so proud. But at the same time, we were so scared every mm-hmm. single day. We were worried that it's something could happen, and you know. So you do the swearing in and all that, and you, right. you you're done with your basic training, boot camp, and all that stuff, yep. and the graduation ceremonies, and the yep. music, and the flags, and the nice outfits, and pomp, and circumstance, and everybody's proud. And then you go and do the real stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What was that like? Well, we went to the graduation and. Uh, I started crying, um, and Denise did too, and 
course, uh, Tim walks up to us finally after we were trying to spot him because there are hundreds of Marines that were graduating on that particular day. And they were all dressed alike, and we were looking for him, and we couldn't see him. Then finally, just out of nowhere, he pops up, and we lost it. And he walked up, and he said, Dad, I've never seen you cry before. And it's like, well, I've never seen you graduate as a Marine before. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a special moment. How about that? And then when he's gone, he's in the, in the heat of battle. I can't imagine. As a parent, because you're proud but fearful. Yeah, and there was a moment there after, as soon as he went to boot camp, I mean, it, it was no more than three months that some explosion occurred out at um, Camp Pendleton in uh, California, and it killed three Marines, and y you can imagine what our thoughts yeah. were on that particular day, and you can't call them. You know, once they go to boot camp, they you're hands are tied you can't reach them yeah and so we had to live with that fear you know for a couple of weeks i we just had to assume that no news is good news yeah. and just get on with our life but it's really hard if you have a kid that goes into the military you just kind of have to set that aside and Hope for the best. Yeah. Well, I think that's cool. I think it says something about you and your lovely wife as parents that you had a child in, in his teenage years. The guidance he must have gotten from his parents, you and your wife, to say, yeah, I want to uh, serve our country. I think it says a lot about you as a parent, man. Uh, thanks. Congratulations. Brian Hanson, star of the Gary Nolan Show. is coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, it kind of... An <laughs> Interesting is the uh, the wrong word, but this thing that's been happening in Columbia. We're asking your help to identify and locate a suspected prowler. We believe his activity may be escalating and we want to keep the community safe. All the victims in this case appear to be females between 20 and 30 years of age, both working professionals and students. That's Jeremiah Hunter, Assistant Police Chief, Columbia Police Department. Video they posted on to social media. Uh, and I, I don't want to be... Um, you know, people are scared here, and I don't like preying on anybody's fears, but like a, a prowler, that's like something I would hear 1978, 1979. You know, uh, Brandon, you're not hyping it up. Um, it is a, it is a, this is something that sh people should be very concerned about. Um, and it's all happening in one area. Is the prowler the same as a peeping Tom? Mm, it's another 1979 phrase. Well, and here's the thing. I, they're, uh, they're using the word prowler, the CPD. I mean, there's other descriptions. He has not, in Marina, um, Diaz did a fabulous job last night on 17. I'm, and don't take this as being critical of a report. She used the word attack. I don't, I wouldn't call them attacks, although he chased one, because he hasn't physically um, touched them. But he is a, it, this man is a danger, very, very strong danger. And she did a great job last night. But... Um, we have posted a video of him on our website. If people go to 939theeagle.com, take a look at that uh, picture. And this is a composite sketch. CPD and Jeremiah, John, Jeremiah Hunter worked in, in chief as well. They worked with a professional sketch artist and at least one victim. And they drew this sketch. He's got a hat. Could be, um, they describe him as, as maybe balding. That's why he's wearing the hat. But if they click on the story, it's what I really want people to do. There's actually a video I linked to on 939theeagle.com, and you can see the suspect. And here's what's troubling, Brandon and Stephanie. In that video, and that was that video, by the way, was taken at Aria Apartments. 
it's hard to see him, but he knows exactly where that camera is. He knows exactly where that camera is, and he knows exactly where these females live and that they live alone. Now, you can draw, draw your own conclusion on that, but he, is, he has worked in uh, apartment complexes on Old 63. Uh, they're not saying which one near Grindstone. Are they saying he used to work at one of these? No, no, no. Oh. He's, he's, those areas he's targeting. No, okay. he didn't, he didn't right. work there. Not that we know of, but no, he's, he's targeting those areas. But, but also the one on Buttonwood and certainly Aria Apartments as well. But the biggest thing, the number one thing that people need to do is lock their doors and make sure you turn on your exterior lights. He, he's specifically targeting apartments that appear to be dark. And one of the young people that inter, uh, Marina interviewed last night uh, said on camera, Brandon, she said, my friends and I are trying to make sure it lo- looks like no one's home. We're turning all our lights off. That is not something you want to do. You want to keep the lights on, especially outside, but make sure the doors are locked. But this is very scary. And um, and if someone thinks they know who that is, please call the 875-TIPS number. It's creepy. And I just get... You know, when it comes to fear, when people start preying on people's fears or they're utilizing fear to get something they uh, they want that bothers me, especially when it's younger kids, mostly younger uh, younger women. 20 to 30. 20 to 30 years old. I have an affinity for younger women in the, well, not like, not like that. I meant. Whoa. I, meant, I, I, I got it. I, I understand what you, you, I knew what you were saying. Thank you, Brian. Yes, I, I thought you said you used to like older women. I, I like them all, frankly. <laughs> I don't they just care. don't like him very much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not reciprocated. Somebody told me years ago, I'm like, you know, I have all these. This is what I what I what I want. And they said, and they said, well, broaden your horizons when it comes to dating. And I always heard of this. Lower my expectations. <laughs> is what I heard when it comes. So I, when I said I I have an affinity for young. I mean, like. Right. Extra concern. Thank you. You're concerned. You're worried. I I totally get it. You're concerned. You're worried. And no, you're not hyping it up. And we're not hyping it up either. I I think this is, I think it's a big deal. As I said on air the other night during our live election night coverage, I said any other night this would be the lead story on television. I am uh, unfortunately on election night. He, according to Marina's report, who did a fabulous job, this guy tried to get into five to six apartments on Grindstone, all single women. He knows where they live. And I'm not going to use a term, but a term comes to my mind that starts with an S. Somebody would have to know where they live. That is really a concern. And I know CPD's doing a lot of work. They're, They're doing a lot of work. I don't know everything they're doing. They're not, they're being very vague with me. Other than there's nothing new to report, but just the most important okay. thing is if they yeah. think, think they know who it is, call. Am I the only one right now? That's when you said the S word. I'm not quite sure. Steph, do you know which S word? No. Is? Marsh, uh, do you know? Yes, I do. Hannah, yeah. I do. Yeah. It's it's not a curse word. It's something that someone would know where these people live. It's a it's a it's a concern. So and his motivation, you're saying, is sex? Maybe I don't know about that. I I don't know if I, I really stalker. How can oh. we not? How can we not catch this guy? I mean, it seems like he's all over the place, and it seems like people have seen him. And you know, like these apartments, there are a lot of people. I guess. Yeah, and 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 Stephanie, the, it's a great question. Um, stalker is is the yes, that is that's what comes to my mind when yeah. someone targets and it's that I'm not hyping that up, folks. If you it's look, creepy. if you look at what he's doing, that is exactly he knows he chased one young lady to her door. She barely got inside and locked the door. She's probably she's going to be scared to death. I'm sure. To 
even come outside. Now he knows where she lives. But to Stephanie's point, and that's why I think it's so important, folks, on our website, click on the video. He walks specifically. He knows where that video camera is. He walks specifically as far as he can, and then it makes an immediate right turn. And Stephanie noticed, too, where, he de- where he's doing it. In the very back of the complex, it's pitch black. But what I can't figure out is how is he getting out of there? Has he got a vehicle? Um, mm-hmm. Is he walking away? Or is he parking somewhere else? We don't know, and police, police are being very tight-lipped. They've got three different divisions of CPD working on this. Yeah. Three. Go to our websites, 939theagle.com, kwos.com, <clears throat> excuse me, and you can see uh, like a sketch artist drawing uh, of of the suspect that's targeting an area in uh, in Columbia. Coming up a few minutes from now. Dovers. Enjoy. All right, leftovers. Kind of my favorite part of the show because it's almost 9 o'clock. That's <laughs> What? No, I'm kidding. You just said we were your favorite podcast. As a matter of fact, we are. Uh, favorite podcast. Go to our websites, 939theeagle.com, kwos.com, or you can pull us out and listen on your podcast, wherever you get your podcasts uh, from. I do like going back and listening to the Wake Up Mid- Mid-Missouri podcast. It's pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good listen. Uh, <laughs> I know. Completely. And I have no dog in this fight. Uh, welcome into the show. We're getting ready to wrap things up before we get into the Gary Nolan Show. Leftovers number one here on my list of leftovers. Chuck. Chuck, welcome into the show. What can we do for you, bud? Well, I was just sitting here listening to everything about this prowler slash stalker. And is it just me or am I the only one baffled as to how one person can know that many single women that live by themselves in so many different apartment complexes. And he's not like somebody who is easily like identified, like because he don't you have to like uh, the whole definition of stalking. Don't you got to hang out around to make sure that these people are single and live alone. I mean, somebody's had to have seen this dude. Uh, he's doing uh, from what I know, my opinion is, yeah, he's got to be doing a lot of back work, a lot of back end uh, work. Like I spent a lot of time researching political candidates. Uh, this guy mm-hmm. is researching where young women live, what their hours are, what they are doing. That's how he's spending his time. I heard some of that same stuff. Yeah, I have some of the same questions. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't turn into anything worse than what it has been. Chuck, thank you for the phone call. We appreciate you being a part of Wake Up Mid Missouri. What do you got in your fridge? Well, a win uh, yesterday here in the state for criminal justice reform advocates. Uh, There is a guy, uh, Bobby Bostick, who was sentenced uh, to 241 years for armed robbery with a group of folks when he was a juvenile. So he was about 16 when he got sentenced. And at the time, there was really no, I guess, leniency for just being a kid and got this really long sentence. Um, And when the law changed last year with the legislature, apparently he went out on parole. But yesterday he was fully released. Um, he has an interesting story. He's basically said he's been completely reformed. He regrets what he did when he was a juvenile. And, um, and you know, a lot of folks, you know, you see some things on uh, for criminal justice reform, whether it be bail reform or other things. But one of their big one of their big things is, hey, you know, there's no you're never stupider than when you're like 18 and you make people make mistakes when they're youth uh, and and they shouldn't 
it shouldn't sacrifice their whole life, depending on, I think, the crime, obviously. Um, and that's one area where we could be a little bit more lenient. And I, I tend to agree with that. And so there was a big uh, press conference yesterday when Bobby Bostick was released. So in 1995, uh, 16-year-old Bobby, he's out with some friends. He's 16 years old, running the streets. I don't know kind of if you know where botanical gardens are in St. Louis, kind of in that area. He and accomplice robbed a group of people who were delivering Christmas presents uh, to folks that didn't have the means to buy their own Christmas presents. Matter of fact, the uh, the judge then said, you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. I was Judge uh, Evelyn Baker, the judge yesterday, one of the first people, when Bobby gets out of prison, one of the first people to give him a hug yesterday, Judge wow. e- Evelyn Baker. I learned about brain development and realized what an injustice I had done a 16-year-old child. So that's the judge saying, you know, I sentenced him for crimes he did when he was 16 years old and now I've done, you know, in his brain, sure, it's 16 years old, the whole juvenile thing, but now not only does she, you know, say, hey, I don't think I handled that right, I know more now than what I did then. Now she's advocating, she advocated uh, for him to get out of prison. As a matter of fact, she's been published in the Washington Post for her work on this. 20 seconds, John, anything uh, in your leftover refrigerator? Well, you know, looking at the Bobby Bostic case, it, it kind of changed one of those kind of cases that changed state law where juveniles aren't just put into the system and left there forever. Aren't they? They're now, according to state law, eligible for parole after 15 years. Mm-hmm. Coming up, my dad's favorite show. It is the Gary Nolan Show today.